Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hello, what's going on? We're back in the studio, and we are very happy. <laughs> First one of the year. First one of the year. First win of the year. High five to that. Wish it could have been a little bit sooner, but hey, it's a win. <laughs> oh, man. And it was such a nail biter, too. It was, you know, it looked like we were just crushing it in the first half. And then the second half, well, yeah. A lot to break down. So the Titans beat the Raiders 24 to 22. We are now 1 and 2 on the year. And the Raiders are now 0 3, the only 0 3 team in the NFL. And the second winless team, along with the Houston Texans, who are currently sitting at 0 2 in one tie. Oh, that's right, because they had that tie with the Colts the first week, right? Yeah. The Titans played great in the first half, but I felt like they just fell apart in the second half. Just too many mistakes, not enough consistency. The Tannehill interception, you know, I think that. It might have been a misread, or it might have been just the wrong route run. But either way, we were shut out in the second half. It was 24-10 at halftime. Not a good look, especially since the Raiders could have tied it and made it go to overtime. But it was a great deflection. Kevin Byer knocked it down in the end zone to stop the two-point conversion. And yeah, I, th- I think that um, we definitely got lucky. And we got we definitely have to pick up the pace against the Colts team that just upset the Kansas City Chiefs 20 to 17 in a really good game. The Chiefs missed a 34 yard field goal that could have tied the game, and the Colts with their first one of the year and their first big upset of the year. And we will get into more on the next game, the Titans and Colts in Indianapolis later. But now I just want to share with you some things we found in Mr. Jim White's article, Six Things That Stood Out on TennesseeTitans.com. The first is simply titled King Henry. Derrick Henry has had bigger games with more highlight reel plays, but on Sunday, the Titans running back looked like a man on a mission. Henry ran hard en route to piling up 85 rushing yards and a touchdown on 20 carries. Including a long run of 24 yards, Henry also caught 5 passes for 58 yards, including a 23-yard grab. Henry had some tough runs, and he was a battering ram. It was good to see for an offense that will need him each and every Sunday. I'm happy that I was able to contribute to a great team win, said Henry, who now has 192 yards and two scores in three games. I was just trying to run hard, finish strong, get north and south and break tackles, and do what I can to help move forward. I think that Derek actually looked like Derek Henry. The last couple of games that we've seen him in, he just hasn't had opportunities to do what he really does best, which is just, like Jim said, he's basically a battering ram and, you know, he was actually making some plays. They were, what do they call it, where um, Tannehill is, is it a screen? A uh, screen pass, like where he throws it across the field before the line of scrimmage. Yes. yes. That is a screen pass. Yeah, so thank you. Because, you know, he was throwing those screen passes to Derek and, and actually really making some interesting things happen on the field. It was like, it was exciting to watch. Jim also talked, uh, his other point that we wanted to just share with you, listener, I thought he put it perfectly. It's defense, good and bad. First, the good. Safety Kevin Byard came up with a huge interception in the end zone to end one drive, just like you talked about earlier. The Titans held the Raiders to field goals after they'd reached the Tennessee 3, 14, and 17. Linebacker Dylan Cole and Byard each got a hand on the football on the two-point try at the end, thankfully, 
And the Titans did a nice job on Raiders receiver Devontae Adams, who we were really worried about last week. Yes, um, Devontae did great in Green Bay, and and he's shown some really good highlights with the Raiders. So uh, Christian Fulton did a great job of of keeping him locked up and not allowing him to make big plays. Yeah, Devontae Adams, he had just five catches for 36 yards. Um, I just have to do a little, a little high five to that. Big high five. <laughs> okay, big high five, yes. The Titans held the Raiders to just one of 12 on third down, which, what an improvement on the third down conversions. Yes, definitely. Uh, in the Bills and Giants game, they struggled with converting on third down. It wasn't easy. Now, uh, I think Tannehill did a great job of moving the ball, and especially in the first half, and uh, getting and getting the extra down. Oh, I agree. Like Jim said, the the Titans held the Raiders to just one of 12 on third down. It was the best under head coach Mike Rabel. So that's a little statistic we're just going to throw right out there. We'll kind of make that the uh, part of our Titans trivia. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Titans defense limited the Raiders to two touchdowns in six drives inside the red zone. Now the bad... The Raiders went 3 of 3 on fourth down, which is not good. The Raiders receiver Mac Collins had 8 catches for 158 yards. Quarterback Derek Carr threw for 303 yards. Man, I didn't realize it was that high. No. He definitely had a great game. Yeah, he did. He threw for 303 yards and two scores, and the Titans had trouble getting stops late. A 60-yard pass from Carr to Hollins with Terrence Mitchell in coverage. He was our new cornerback that came in. It was deflating even before the late score that made it close. Coach Vrabel said that the unit needs to be better. He's quoted as saying, Just the X plays, the deep penalties, the fourth down conversions, Vrabel said. It's really good, and then it's really not very good. We have to figure out what that is. If we're relaxing or what. Man, okay, I appreciate reading that because that's kind of what I was thinking. Yes. Like, are they just relaxing? Yeah, it definitely felt like they, in the second half, they just was taking it slow. Yeah, so I kind of like to see that Coach Vrabel is uh, acknowledging that as well. Uh, He continues to say there are some opportunities in there where it looks like defense and it looks like we know what we're doing. Then other times there are those lapses, and we have to eliminate those lapses. Fun fact about that game, it was Kevin Byers' 100th game and 24th interception as a Titan. And he wore his college number on his shoes this past game because he's getting his jersey retired during the MTSU game this Friday night. And how about MTSU with that big upset win? I'm sure Kevin Byers happy about that. I would think so, and especially, you know, since he played that game on Sunday, was it the day after they played yeah. in Miami? Yeah. It was, they won by double digits. Pretty insane. It is. And listener, for those who didn't know, Kevin, he attended Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He has been named the mayor of Murfreesboro by the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith. He happened to call him that one time during a, a call. <laughs> on the radio, and it has just stuck ever since. And he has even gotten the keys to the city of Murfreesboro from the mayor. That's the crazy part. Like, it was just like a fun nickname. Now he's literally the mayor of Murfreesboro. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. 
Yeah, so it's a huge win for his alma mater. They retired his jersey earlier, like right as soon as school was starting, I think, um, in August. And uh, this is going to be the official ceremony, so it's going to be very exciting. So if you're in the area, go to the game. Go to MTSU, check out their website, and uh, see how you can get tickets for the game. Uh, congrats to the Blue Raiders and Kevin Byron on this accomplishment. It, it, I'm sure it means a lot to him and to the Blue Raiders football program. Absolutely. Well, I think we could kind of make that our Titans trivia this week. There, It doesn't seem to get any better than that. Yeah. All right. It's that time. We look forward to every week. It's Mr. Jim Wyatt's Britches Report, brought to you by... Bum, ba, ba, Take a guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Can you please laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Mr. Jim. <laughs> this is Jim White of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's britches report is white jerseys and white britches. I personally love it. Um, we have been to the last two Indianapolis away games, and what uniform did they wear then? Uh, both of them, they were all white. And both of the times, they won. Yes, they did. What's your favorite part about this combo? My favorite part is just like how it pops off. Um, I mean, if they open the roof in Indy, it'll look really cool under the sun. And just especially under the lights, the the uniform can look pretty cool. I saw we saw it as we saw it in Buffalo last week. It looks pretty clean, and I'm excited to see it again. Of course, it would not be a Bridges report without some facts from our friend Titans Uni Tracker. Well, this all-white uni combination is also called the Stormtrooper look, and a lot of fans seems to love it. We love it. This Sunday will be its 19th appearance, and nine of those have been against division rivals. Also, this is the third straight time they've worn this combo at the Colts, and so far we're on a two-game winning streak with this combination there in Indy. Our all-time record in this combination is 8 and 10. At home, we are 1 and 2, and on the road, we are 7 and 8. Shout out to Mr. Jim and Titans Uni Tracker for the Titans Bridges Report and Unifax. Be sure to find them both on Twitter and Instagram. Jim Wyatt can be found at J Wyatt Sports and Titans Uni Tracker is at Titans Uni. Also, something I don't know if you knew, listener. But you can send in a question to Jim Wyatt if you go to TennesseeTitans.com and you find the tab in the news section that says Ask Jim. He has a column every Tuesday and Saturday devoted purely to fan questions. And I remember that's kind of how we got things rolling after your first couple of podcast episodes when we were just doing this on our own. You submitted a question to Mr. Jim, and that's crazy to believe that that was three years ago, but four seasons ago. That's crazy. I know. It, it, yeah, all of the craziness. But you, do keep, you keep growing, and you can't help it. And that brings us to the 8th graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game. Take it away, Kaysen. Thanks, Mom. This is a pretty big game for the AFC South, especially considering the Jaguars are leading the division with a 2-1 record. And this is a fight for second place as the Colts, again, as I said, they are coming off a big win over the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Matt Ryan actually did better in that game. I mean, he still got sacked a few times. I think he threw an interception. But, I mean, yeah, they, they frustrated Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. 
and this is definitely going to be a test for the Titans, especially considering um, they have picked it the pace up since the Buffalo game and Giants game, but against this Colts defense and offensive line, I mean, I know they've struggled this year with Matt Ryan being the fourth most sack QB in the NFL. They're going to have to um, really, uh, they're, they're still going to have to try and get past this Colts offensive line that has a lot of talent, and um, it's going to be a challenge, but Titans need to ultimately be the be the better guys. Well, I was listening to um, I can't remember who it was earlier now. Um, I think I was listening to the three HL today. Them just talking about the game, and the three HL is the three hour long radio show where it gets its name with Don Davenport, Brent Doherty, and Ron Slay. Shout out to them on one zero four five the zone locally here in Nashville. But they were talking about how basically the offensive line, with them allowing Matt so many sacks, that's kind of why Andrew Luck, who was their quarterback a few years ago, that's kind of why he doesn't even play anymore because it seems like they're not really kind of getting good quality players in. Or what would you say? Honestly, I would say... I mean, I I take that back. It's not that it's not good quality because... Gosh, you got to be amazing to be in the NFL. So, I, and I am not one to sit here and and question anyone's talent. But you know, there's just something to be said about what's happening. I was just interested to hear your thoughts on the offensive line. They haven't really changed anything about the offensive line. I don't. I don't know if it's the pressure of having a new QB. I don't know if it's like the fact that you had to go up against Houston's defense. I mean, Houston's defense isn't anything special. I mean, this is their third QB in three years. Yes. Um, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, uh, Andrew Luck, uh, and now Matt Ryan. The list goes on with how the, the quarterback carousel up in Indy. But um, I'm thinking it might be the pressure, or maybe Matt Ryan. He's holding on to the ball too long. We don't know. But the Titans definitely need. If there, it is the offensive line, they definitely need to take advantage of that and uh, rip through the hole and get to Matt. So this is my first key, which is which is being uh, frustrate Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, um, he you can definitely get in his head as we saw the Texans did as they were leading, winning twenty to three at one point. Matt Ryan was getting nothing done, and then Houston gave it up and they allowed seventeen straight points, which ended in a tie. But so if the Titans can get in Matt Ryan's head, make him make bad decisions, and make him be the Atlanta Matt Ryan, not the twenty sixteen Matt Ryan, but the last few years Matt Ryan, they have a shot. So the twenty sixteen Matt Ryan is who? Is that when they went to the Super Bowl? Yes, they did. They blew a twenty-eight to three lead over the Patriots. Sorry, Falcons fans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was his only Super Bowl appearance. I think he won MVP that year also. And my second key is um, don't relax. Even if you're up big in the second half, do not lay back. Keep the intensity going because we've seen that. Like the Giants game, they were up thirteen nothing. They slacked off and then they lost the game. And the Raiders game, we almost lost that one. So they definitely need to keep the intensity going in the second half. And yeah, just, just don't let, just don't make any mistakes and keep calm. What do you think they could do to keep that intensity going? Just play the same way they did in the first half. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was, there you go. And then my final key is um, just little to no mistakes. I know it's the National Football League and it's very easy to make mistakes, but with the with the Colts, the the Chiefs made too many mistakes against the Colts, and they took advantage of that. And um, the Titans can't have any mistakes against this 
very good Colts defense, and they need to um, just not just not do anything silly that'll turn the ball over, or just not anything that'll uh, that could potentially cost the game. And with all that combined, I think they can easily walk away with a win. I do too. I I have, I mean, I remember our our last trip up there. That was actually on Halloween last year, and that was the game that Derek got hurt. So I think he might be playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder potentially, and especially with the intensity that he was showing in this last game. I think it's ramping up. I think we're going to see a stiff arm. At least I hope we do. I hope someone is blasted up into the top of Lucas Oil Stadium and maybe even out of the stadium roof. Yeah, that'd be nice to see. (laughs) That would be amazing. Well, after this game, we play the Washington Commanders in Washington, correct? And when was the last time we were up there to play them? Well, before they were the Commanders, obviously. 2014 was the last time we were up in Washington for a game. For real? Yes. Wow. You were a little kid then. That's crazy. Indianapolis Colts, former quarterback Carson Wentz is there. And uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes, but I think they'll do good. Yeah, we just got to get this win on Sunday and and keep in that win column. Absolutely, right? Right. Listener, you can find us on TennesseeTitans.com on the audio tab and also on the Titans app for iPhone and for Android. You can also find us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Be sure to send us a DM and let us know where you're listening from, and we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. Titans fans, if you're going to the game, make noise, wear Titans blue, and tighten up. And make sure to make signs. Like, just make a big sign that says whatever you want to say to your favorite player. Go Titans, tighten up, who run it, whatever. And, uh, yeah, because we'll be looking for you on TV. So... (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough and beat the Colts. Let's go.